on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. to think about it. It is right here. It is right now. I love so strange. Said you never knew. How you doing today, Brandon Stokely? While I try my best. I'm doing great. You sound a little raspy. Right. A little raspy. Little, little. Yeah. Yeah. It's calm and <laughs> yeah. Put some miles on this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's All good miles. here, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, happy to be here. Um, uh, was out on Friday. I, I trust uh, James knocked it out of the park. Was it James? James bailed. James bailed. Yeah, last second. Really? Um, yeah, tap out. I, I mean, yeah. So uh, it was Matt Smith. Wow. Matt Smith filled in, did a great job. So you're gonna be able to rub James's nose in the dinner. And... I know, and try to get another bet out of him. I right, mean, it was right, all lining right, right, up, right, 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 for me to get another steak dinner. And he just, no, he had something come up, okay. uh, unfortunately. So okay. I, I don't know what it was, but I know it was important for him because he doesn't, he likes to, yeah, he likes to be, he likes to work with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he likes to work with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, oh, he does. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, he loves to, actually. We have, uh, we got a bunch to talk about. Uh, boy, so, so shout out to Matt for filling in for me. I was at, I was at a, a bachelor party. Um, in, in upstate New York. When did those th- stop for you? When Because you, you went or like early on in our working relationship. Yeah. Here. You were going to a lot of them. Are you pretty, you think you're done now? Maybe one sure more coming around? one or two, but I think the wave is sort of over. It's like, like I'm on the, la- I'm 36 now. So like the last of like the wedding wave, bachelor party wave. There's a couple of stragglers that I'm not sure if I were going to find someone to agree to be with them yeah. uh, that I'm still friends with. Uh, but I, I think that might have been, that might have been like the last of it. And in terms of like, you know, big, a lot of these, you know, nowadays are like destination bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, go to these different cities around the country. Back in the day, it was like you just hit the town or whatever. Um, but yeah, this was a fun one, man. Airbnb, the Travers horse race that was on NBC, uh, is the same yeah. winner, winner from Belmont won the Travers, but it's all day. Uh, it's just a, it's a, just a scene up there. Um, and had a great time, but, uh, happy to be back and talk about the, uh, the fireworks that was, uh, Saturday night. I watched it on delay, you know, the next day I was back in town on Saturday. Um, actually real quick or a Sunday back in town on Sunday, dude made the like horrible, horrible mistake of, getting my mountain time in my schedule confused with the East Coast time and showed up three hours early to a flight at 8 o'clock in the morning, like in the Albany airport, and like not even needing to be there and realizing that and having that wash over me like, oh, my God, you clown. You just got up at like 6 in the morning. How does that happen? It doesn't happen. Like, what do you mean you got him confused? It doesn't like when you get your itinerary, it gives you the East Coast time. So, so, so in my head, in my head, when I schedule the flight and I'm looking at it, it's a mount, mountain time, it says, you know, 840 departure. But in, in East Coast, that's 1040 departure. And for whatever reason, I just put it in my calendar and just had it written, the hard copy, had it in my, you know, calendar, calendar, and screwed it up. I, I, I still don't understand that. It, that there's I, not. I, I mean, it's just a massive like, screw up. So when well, there's a massive that, screw up, but I there's not too much to understand. Well, but but like when you look at the, when you're booking your flight, yeah, right. It, it says okay, you're leaving Denver at five o'clock, and you're leaving Albany at ten o'clock. 
they're giving you East Coast clock time, 10 o'clock. So how did you ever because when it, flip po- it? Because here's the thing. When it populates in your calendar, it it, 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 it just schedules it for you, and oh. it locked in East Coast time. Gotcha. And so there I was. I'm like, okay. oh, my God, this is going to be awful because i got to get up at 6 o'clock. So this o'clock schedules, and- it, it just... It just throws it in your calendar for you. Correct. I don't, okay, I Correct. got you now. And then right. that doubling with what I had in my wow. head. Dude, so I show up to the 8 o'clock. I'm like, why is you know gate C2 going to Portland and not Denver? So, oh, so, oh honey. You probably weren't like in your no, right state. You know, no, like, yes. I'm trying to gather the pieces of my nights. life. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, uh-huh. they're like, yeah, that honey, that flight doesn't leave for about right. three and a half uh-huh. hours. Honey. And, and honey. I'm like, oh, my oh. God. So there That's I was. Tough. A oh, pathetic right. human yeah. laying down in the Albany airport, oh. my hat over my eyes, like yes. that guy who's like horizontal, knocked out in the airport. Just oh, a mess. Wish I had a picture of that. Oh, you would have had that as a screensaver oh. every time I call it. Like one of those. Oh, oh my gosh. Hey, right, I had to squeeze about that the Broncos. In. No, that's oh, good. Man. I like that. I like that. That's funny. Um, glad you had a good trip. And the, and the Broncos had a great game. How about that? 41 points, most preseason points since 1996. Wow. I mean, they were, that was, look, it was a lot of bad football, but it was a lot of explosive football, too. And uh, I I really, that first half, going up 27-0, to zero, I really enjoyed a lot of some of the stuff I saw. Yes. Um, I, I agree. Look, you know, I get it. It's, it's backups, right? It's guys that are fighting for jobs. A lot of these guys we won't be seeing. Some of them we will. Um, and, you know, these are your reserve players. This is your depth on your football team, and you want them to go out there and play well. And right. they did. They did. Right, they stepped up and they they really got after it. And you know, we, we talked a little bit about those joint practices with the Rams, mm-hmm. and the first day the Rams dominated them, or whatever the headline was. Mm-hmm. Right, and then the Broncos had a little bit better day the next day. Um, yada yada yada. But you look at this, and you know, you see Stidham play well. Obviously, McLaughlin played well. Albert O played well. How about little Jordan? Yeah, you know. So there's there's a lot of story notes here and. You know, some guys maybe won themselves some jobs. How much did it really yeah, matter? Yeah, yeah. But you just never quite know because every year we see guys do like Alberto did, right? And they still don't make the team, right? You know, it's like, well, what else did what else did you want that guy to do? Uh, so, you know, well, I, I'm sure we'll get into some of these names on on, sure. on whether you know some of these guys will make the roster. But a lot of guys stepped up, and uh, if it's not with the Broncos and they do get released, they made a great cause. Um, and put on some really good film for other teams um, to probably scoop scoop these some of these guys up that won't make the team. There's no question about it. Cut down day is tomorrow. We already have some of the transactions that have uh, taken place here over the last 24 hours. We'll go into that here shortly. But let me just ask you this: as 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 we begin to talk about some of these individual guys with a broad stroke, Stoke, I'm going to be asking you throughout the afternoon what's real and what's not. Because, you know, it came out on the broadcast that Sean McVay had said, we want to run the ball 50 times and get the heck out of here. And I'm like, okay, if, you know, what's real, what's not. And they ran at 18. Hey, there you go. So, so there you go. Bad plan. Yeah. Uh, but, but um, you know, w- what's real and what's not as we go through this? Like, how much stock should we really be putting into the backups from a team that's projected to win six, seven games um, and I'm curious, guy by guy, how much stock uh, we should be putting into this. Uh, so, here we go, man. Look, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a book. And I think you know when you look at the off season to training camp to these preseason games, like you know, you you need to have something to back up. You know what you did on Saturday night. 
It, it can't be just like, oh, he showed up at the last game. It, you know, it's, it's, it all is an evaluation, right? And and the games obviously matter more. But, like, how are you doing in practices? Right. How would you do in the joint practices? How would you do in the other preseason games? All of these things matter. It's not just one game. Oh, he's going to make the football team. That's why some of these cuts, like we were talking about a second ago, kind of surprise people. You know, we don't get to see everything that's going on. No. How coaches are coaching some of these guys, and you know, are they continuing to make the same mistake over and over and over again? So, um, you know, sometimes we don't know the whole story. All we can see, you know, we watch practices during camp and we see these games, but a lot of people stepped up, and um, that was that was good to see. You know, I, I think from the receiver position, yeah, I um, I looked at a couple guys, I was like, okay. I really um, liked what I saw there. You know, you're talking about Mims. Yep. Showed his speed. Yep. Yes, finally. Like, this is the guy they drafted. You saw that speed getting behind the defensive back. Little Jordan Humphrey. Yeah. Right, stepped up and um, had some nice catches. Looked good. So, like, Jerry Judy, how much time is he going to miss, right? Is it going to be two weeks, three weeks? Will they put him on short-term IR? I don't believe they will. don't believe that that's going to be the case. Um, and so you're going to need someone else to fill that void, and and a couple guys stepped up and played big and, and had nice games. Made, making it hard on the coaches as we're uh, within 24 hours of cut-down day. We're going to continue to look at what happened on Saturday night as the Broncos' offense exploded for 41 points, and kind of the lead within uh, the guys who stepped up was Albert Okuebunam. Did Albert O save his roster spot following his performance on Saturday? We'll take a dive into that coming up next. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Wabunam save his roster spot following his Saturday performance. Now, uh, I told Steve Levy to stop, stop trying to say that darn name, man. Goodness gracious. See, see I watched it this morning because I, I had a, a, a deal Saturday night. Um, all of California um, invaded Colorado. Uncle Randy had his 70th. So <laughs> oh, they, nice. they were out in force. So we had that. So I, I watched it this morning. Okay. Um, and um, but I, I didn't I didn't have the volume on okay. right when okay. I'm watching okay. it, so okay. Okay. I didn't hear. It. Is he still, dude? It's 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 like what? How you're saying like the coaches uh, having a player make the same mistake twice, and you know we don't see it in practice. Yeah. The same mistake over. This is three years now. Albert O's been on the team for all three years, and he has not changed, and has not. And Ryan Harris is trying to say it, and this is what actually makes it kind of worse. He'll follow up sentence over sentence and say it the right way. Which makes it only glaring that that's the way you, you know, he's going with the Okowe Boonham, I think is how he was saying it again. But I got people tweeting at me and saying, he's doing it again. He did it again. I'm like, we just need to sit down and take some time. I mean, like at some point you say, Steve, this is not how you pronounce it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, mean, it's not, he's a pro. He's good at what he does, obviously. I mean, I'm sure he would want to get it right. Yes. And, and, you know, like, you've been doing it for that long. I mean, like, tap on the shoulder. Steve, 
Okuebuna. We spent about three to five minutes after you, draft you, you night. You coached me. We walked through it and just spent some time and got it. Got you it coached right. me up, and you made it very easy. It's not that hard if you um, – maybe they just need to hire you to do that. Maybe so. That's like my one niche job. I'll That's just, it. I'm here to help you say Albert Okuebuna. Yes. Um, well, Albert O uh, stoke bald. Seven receptions on eight targets, 109 yards, a touchdown. We saw Albert O uh, break a tackle by jumping over a defender. We saw him, you know, high-pointing uh, a catch. We saw him catching a touchdown. Um, Albert O, man, talk to me about what your eyes saw. Yeah, he looked great. Um, he's a guy that I didn't expect much from this training camp. Started off slow, and we get the depth chart, and he's like sixth on it. You know, he's like last. Hey, wow, uh-oh, big trouble for Albert O. And then, you know, you, you continue to watch him in practice, and, you know, I didn't get to see these joint practices, but the word was he did really well. Yep. I think it was that second day. Yep. And it's like, okay, and then he followed it up with a really good game, and he, he's going to make it hard for him to cut him. Uh, but I, I think you could see a couple of different things happen here okay. with Albert O. Talk to me. I think uh, you could possibly see him traded. Because teams look at him now, they're like, wow. You know, that's 6'5", you know, 255. Look look at him going up. Look at that touchdown. You know, and he had a couple where he just blocked out the defender, made some nice catches, yep. a couple running away from guys. I mean, it's hard to find that type of talent. And so, you know, he, he could be a trade possibility. You could also see a guy like, uh, and I don't know if any reports have come out or not, Chris Manhurts, maybe going short-term IR. I don't know what's going on with him. I think he came back and he got hurt again. So you could see him go on that four-week IR. That opens up a spot to maybe keep Alberto for the time being. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, or he could just make the roster with with, with, with that not even happen happening. Uh, and they could keep four tight ends with, with it being Troutman, Dolchitz, Manhurts, and Alberto. I know a lot of people are thinking Nate Atkins might make it, um, and, and, and he could. So, but Alberto... I mean, he made a, a great case for himself. It's pretty compelling, like for him to go out there and play like that. If he, if he doesn't make the team, you can kind of, you know, I'll be drawing my own conclusion of like, there's nothing that this guy was able to, uh, uh, you know, going to go out and do to make it. They had their mind made up. Like we're, he's not for us. Yeah, for whatever reason. Well, it, it's a, a whole body of work. You know, that's that's the issue here. What did, what did he do before Saturday night? Yeah. Was that good enough to you know propel him to the to to the fifty three man roster? Do you agree that he has been for a couple weeks now trending up? Yes, I do. Okay, yes, same. Okay, he's just he he's never going to be. I don't know who, who who's a who's all time great blocking tight end like you know whoever. Ben Coates. There you go, Ben Coates, great Ben ball. Winner Coates. <laughs> there you go, my former teammate. Uh, he used to have that that Cherry Skull in the bad. I had a bad episode with Cherry Skull. Okay, okay, like um. You know, I chewed tobacco for a long time, but I, like that cherry skull, I had a bad episode. And like, like if you opened it like a mile away, I could smell it. And it just like almost made me want to throw up. Yeah. And he would just open that up right behind me and he would put it behind me. And oh, my goodness. Ben Winter Coates. Winter Coates. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. He was in the league for a while there. Almost uh, about a decade, looks like from Livingstone College. I did. I, I was going to try to put you know, put you on the spotlight. Do you remember where he plays? No. But like, I yeah. I don't think I've ever heard of of, of Livingston College. Um, anyway, he's not. He's never going to be that. But 
He's not your starting tight end, and he's not your backup tight end. Isn't there room on this roster for a guy with that skill set in a Sean Payton offense that's not your first or second tight end? Like, I just, he's too talented, I think. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. You know, just just too talented. He's going to be in his, what, third year, fourth year? I think this is his fourth year. Okay. Um, Let me double check to make sure. But I think this this is- my, Yeah, I mean, I, I think you probably should just keep a guy like that. You know, you have an injury to one other tight end. I mean, he showed he, showed he can go out there and do it. Yeah. And I, I get it. It might be against backups, this and that. But the guy is just big, and he can move pretty well. Yep. You know, for being that big, he's not slow. And look, does he run, you know, is he a explosive, you know, zero to five type of guy and, and quick twitch in and out of his breaks and stuff like that? No, but, but having that size, sometimes you just like, it's, you know, he can – box you out, block you out, all those types of things that make plays. And we saw a couple of those. Um, we did. And, and But you saw also a negative from him. You know, uh, when I, I don't know if you caught it, but when they were right before the half, um, they were actually trying to throw an incompletion. I did see that. Right? Yeah, and, down the right sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, the quarterback rolls out and he chunks it out of bounds, right? I, I don't know why they did it. Like, the Rams had no timeouts. Just, just kneel on it. I don't know if it, it wasn't fourth down. I don't think either. So uh, I got to double check that. I, I think it was it was third down. Rams had no timeouts. Um, let me double check on this before I get myself in trouble. Yeah, it was third and twenty six. Five seconds That's left. Right. That's right. Rams already used their third timeout. Just kneel it. Go into the half. Like why? And I get it. Like so. Then I thought, well, maybe they they're they're practicing this. They want to work on this incompletion. These are but all we the were backups trying to throw incompletions. Right. These right. are they're not right. these guys right. aren't going to be doing it in a game. Right. Well, guess what? Here it is again. And the guy coming off the left side almost destroyed Stidham. Like if he he could have destroyed him if he wanted to like Brett Rippon style. Yeah. Right? And uh, Gregor Williams, he could have and he probably he would have got a penalty, but it was that close and then you saw Sean Payton on the sideline like yelling at someone. So we winded it and it was Albert O. It was Albert O because he went down too far because you're sliding down and the outside guy just came pretty much free and lucky that that guy didn't, you know, knock, knock Stenham's head off. So, you know, he's good. observation. That, that was, that was a big negative there for him. So it wasn't all like perfect for Albert O. Certainly the blocking is not very good. Um, but situations like that, you can't have that. Yeah. Like we got to clean that up. Yeah. You know, it should be an easy play. Let's just throw it out of bounds. I don't know why they called that anyway. It's kind of silly. Right? Why kind of silly. It? No, when you laid it out there yeah. like that, like, where's the upside? What are we doing? Right. Why are, but, we, why are we running another play when we don't have to? But this was this is one of these things where it's like, how does Sean Payton genuinely view Alberto? Because you could do all that good stuff in the passing game, but if he's truly down on him and you screw up a play like that, he's like, this is why. This is why I can't trust you. Yeah. You know, it's a step forward and two steps back. Or maybe two steps forward on Saturday night and a step back, but still might not be enough to, you know, crawl back into his consciousness of the vision of the football team. So I don't know about Manhurts, you know, Chris Manhurts, the, the guy they, they brought in blocking tight end. He hasn't done anything. He's been hurt for, like, seems like the whole time. Has he played in a preseason game? I, don't believe, I do not believe so. I don't think so either. So, like, all of a sudden you're going to just say, all right, let's go. Raiders are in town and play him right away. Right. When I think he just got hit, uh, hurt again. Had a little setback. You probably put him on IR, short term at least. Interesting. 
Interesting. Yeah, we'll, see. we'll we'll go through uh, the roster a little bit later and get a, a final determination who we think among the tight ends is going to make the 53-man roster here. Cut down day tomorrow. And Albert O wasn't the only one to turn in his best preseason performance on Saturday night. But what's real and what's not? We'll take, into, take a dive into it coming up next. Listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Well, I was born in a small town. And I lived in a small town. Albert O wasn't the only one to turn in his best preseason performance on Saturday evening. Hashtag greater than Springsteen. Oh, yes, sir. Landing a punch on a Monday. Yeah, feels good. <laughs> um, man, Jared Stidham, soak. Yeah, your guy, Jared Stidham, who. You know, and you're saying, you know, my guy, and if you don't understand, I, it was one of my least favorite signings of the offseason, did not like the approach, uh, the aggressive approach. Um, Jared Stidham doesn't have a lot of time in the NFL, but it seems like Sean Payton is a huge fan of Stidham. And we've gathered some, you know, details on that, some clues on that. And, you know, it's the NFL, follow the money, two years, $10 million. Um, when that came down the pipe this spring, we were like, wait, what? Holy smokes. They must have loved this guy. Then we didn't see a ton from him this preseason. Like, yeah. you know, in terms of, like, you know, wowing anyone or, you know, even really looking the part of, like, a top-tier backup like you're paying him, we didn't really see any signs of, of that, I think it's safe to say. And then Saturday night happened. Yeah, uh, he played well. That was good to see. You know, it's what, one half of football? That yeah. was That was, yeah. that was it. So, I mean, <sighs> I don't want to put too much into it. He's playing against backups. And, um, you know, some guys made some plays for him. He made some nice plays also. He had escaped one play um, out of the pocket where it looked like five guys had him. It was like, doo, 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 and then That took was off. wild. That was a nice little run there. Um, it looks like he can move, by the way. Yeah, I think he's, um, you know, moves good enough, certainly, where he can make a couple first downs a yeah. game with his, with his feet, which is nice to have. He's not a statue back there. Nope. That's, that's a good thing, especially when you're a backup. Worst back, worst thing to have is a backup that's you know a statue. Right. You know you you want a guy to be able to you know make some plays with his legs if he if he uh, if that presents itself. So, look, I mean I'm not ready to like all of a sudden be on the stidham you know the president of his of his fan club here because of one half of football. So, you know I I I, I you know joked with you a little bit there about you. And your guy stood him because you know you you didn't like the move. No, right? I, I I thought it was a it was an okay move at the time. And then you looked at the money they gave him. You look at the money that some of these other backups got after him, and it looked like they missed the boat there a little bit, and overpaid for him. And he hasn't looked great in preseason. You know, he hasn't looked hasn't. great at practice. It's no. been just kind of you know more more I would say negative than than positive with with Jared Stidham. But he went out there. And he played a solid football game, so that was nice to see. I still don't feel like if Russ gets hurt, oh, we're in great hands with Stidham. Uh, don't don't fool yourself, people. Okay, don't fool yourself from one half of football. So 
we need Russ to stay healthy. Uh, and, you know, we'll get into Danucci, I guess, at, uh, when we talk about the 53 and whether we think that he makes a football team or not. But what what do you think about that performance from Stidham? I was, I was impressed, man. You know, just to be honest, uh, obviously, you know, again, not a huge fan uh, of the move, but – you got to give him props where it's due. I thought he went out and balled 17 for 28. And even that completion percentage probably wasn't reflective of how good he was. It was a handful of, you know, throwing away, uh, you know, th- you know, throwing away passes just to say, stay a couple guys didn't help him out um, with grabbing the football, but all things considered, I thought it was from what we've seen, that was like an a performance, 236 yards and a, you know, a touchdown. Uh, was only taken down once quarterback rating of about a hundred, Moving around well, the, the 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 mobility is the one thing that's like interesting for me because he even he had a play in camp and it was like a nothing play, so I don't want to you know misrepresent it, but he was like escaping the pocket and rolling out. And I remember turning to you a couple weeks ago like he moves like really well and looks like he maybe moves the best out of those three quarterbacks um, in that moment. And then you see him out in the open field, you know, opening it opening it up, and I don't know how he was able to get out of that that that, that play with everyone around. It was like Houdini style. Um, but, yeah, I was impressed, man. I thought he delivered a couple balls that were on time on target. A couple, couple right in the middle of the field where Russ sort of struggles to thrive. I just wonder what Sean Payton thinks of this guy. Like, what, what Sean Payton in, in, in his gut thinks of this guy. Go ahead and turn your mic on if you want to do radio. Yeah, that would help. It's Monday. Um, long weekend. Yeah, that that would uh, be interesting to know. Like, how does he view him? Obviously, he signed him. He, he really liked him, liked his potential. And but how does he view him now? Because I, I think there was, you know, wasn't a great camp from him by any means. Uh, but it was a good game. I, I thought it was a good game. It wasn't a special game. I thought there was a couple passes there that he was. You know, Mims made a really nice catch. That yeah, guy yeah. kind of pass interfered yeah. Uh, yeah. with him. Uh, you, you saw Brandon Johnson made a nice catch. That, that ball probably should have been intercepted. I think the guy underneath him mistimed his jump. Okay. Um, but hey, that that's the way it goes, right? I mean, so I don't want to nitpick when when you perform really well. I mean, when you perform well, I don't think it's really well. It was a, it was a good game from him, and completions that maybe you probably shouldn't get. And uh, but overall, I think it was a good performance by him. And, you know, it's it's better than going out there playing bad. So I feel better about him today than I did last week. At least, you know, hopefully he can, if if we need him to play, he can hold down the fort, hopefully. I I, I don't know. Um, I well, still kind of have my, my doubts and my questions on that. Me too. A thousand percent. Right. A thousand percent. But it's what, not like you're jumping on, jumping on no, over him. No, 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 no. What you said in the past, you're like, you're like, I feel better about Jarrett Stidham today than I did two days ago or whatever. That's perfectly said for me as well. I am, I'm not getting carried away. My number one thing is I want to know, and there's no way of knowing, but I want to know how Sean thinks about it. Because once these coaches sometimes get their vision of it, the, and then they see some of the stuff that they saw, and then you're, you have the hubris of Sean Payton who thinks that, hey, with me, with me, what could Jared Stidham be? And then you just pick up some of the clues of like him talking about Stidham after the game. Listen, listen to Sean Payton uh, in the post-game presser talking about Jared Stidham. Yeah, listen, I, I he's been consistent all during camp. I thought uh, I thought he did real well. He started off really hot. He took a shot on the one deep interference completion, bounced back. I, I thought he he played well, made a lot of good decisions. I was encouraged. 
So Sh- Sean's never going to give like some full rah rah endorsement. He's not. That's not who he is. That's not Hackett. That's about as fur- further down that road as you're going to get with Peyton. And um, again, I think we're in the same boat. Feel a little bit better. Could he? Could he start for three games and have the Broncos, you know, not go zero and three? Like that. That would be like the way I would look at it. Could you go two and one with them? That'd be probably best case. But you know, I just. I wonder, and I heard the guys talking this morning about this. If this offense doesn't look good, and you go through tough portions of this schedule and the Broncos are losing games, is there a certain point, like what's the threshold for Sean Payton after the bye week, week week nine, if the Broncos aren't playing well and they're f- four games under five hundred, You know, if they're three games under five hundred, It's got to be really bad. It's got to be really bad. Yeah? And yeah. So, I'm, I'm look... I'm letting Russ go, and Russ keep going, and we're going to keep going. And it might be one of those things where, unless he looks just downright like, like almost last year, Russ or worse than that. I got to see. I got to make sure. I got to make sure. I, Stidham's not the answer. And if you think Stidham's the answer, then um, I got a bridge to sell you in what, Arizona, something like that. Whatever, however that goes. Yeah, so, yeah, swamp there, or, yeah. The, the beachfront down, and yeah, yeah, Arizona. It's, it's, That's a song. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. No, but but again, you, we have to separate how we think of Jared Stidham. Right. No, you're right. You're and right. what Sean Payton yeah. thinks of Stidham. And I just wonder if things go haywire, if like if Russ isn't actually the fall guy. If if Russell Wilson isn't actually the fall guy on the heels of what we saw a year ago, the assur- assurances that Sean Payton was probably given before agreeing to come here that they could move on from him if it went that bad again. And, um, you know, follow the money. I... I some of the quotes. Now he's got something tangible to attach it with. Who the heck knows? But I don't know. Played well on Saturday night, though. Yeah, played yeah. well on Saturday Which night. Which is good. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately for the Denver Broncos, the injury bug has struck again. How big of a deal is it with the news we got this morning? Details next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. This is that ice cold, Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpiece. Styling, violin, living it up in the city. Got chucks on with Saint Laurent, gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm too hot. The injury bug strikes again. Although Stoke Sean Payton really doesn't want to hear about some injury bug or being snake bitten, he's already gone on the record like, "Hey, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to talk about the injuries and how snake bitten we are." Um, which is, you know, I, I like that approach. It's not going to change anything. You're not snake bitten. It's football. It happens. I think the Broncos have done a good job of putting a lot of resources into trying to figure things out and, you know, help the players stay healthy as possible. But you're going to have some hamstrings. You're going to have some, you know, ACLs. Stuff's going to happen. It's football. So no no need to scream, you know, oh, poor us. Right. Doesn't do any good. No one cares. Yeah. No one really cares at the end of the day. Like your fan, some of your fan base might sympathize with yeah. you, and, you yeah. know, but – Look how much money we have on IR. Right. It's like, um, how many years in a row have we done this? Right. But overall, like, you, you think Vegas cares? They don't give a damn. You think they feel sorry for the Broncos because they got a couple people hurt and might not? No. They, no. no. Nothing. 
But we did get more, you know, uh, bad news this morning uh, for the Broncos. It was from Mike Kliss who tweeted, cornerback uh, K1 Williams will undergo ankle surgery today and will be placed on some form of injured reserve between short-term or long-term. Williams has been sidelined uh, with this injury since the second week of training camp. Didn't play in any preseason games. This guy's a really good football player when he's out there. He is. Saw that tough, a year ago. Tough, tough. too. Yes. Like he played with a cast on his hand for a lot of last year. Yep. So. And was making plays with it. Yeah. And we saw him the year before in the playoffs making plays on critical downs for the Niners. Good football player. Uh, and some bad news with him. Yeah, uh, that's a bummer. It is. He's really good in the slot and, and did a really good job last year. So I guess, you know, hopefully it's short-term IR. So you can come back after that, after four weeks. Don't yep. know what kind of ankle surgery. Right? You know, if it's, is it a four- to six-month a- ankle surgery? Well, you're going to be put on long-term IR and be done for the season. So I guess we'll see what, what direction they take here, um, whether it be short-term or long-term. And that, that'll tell us a lot about – uh, when to maybe expect to have him back or not to have him back at all. But I tell you what, Zach, like what I've been seeing from one of those guys back there in, in the secondary, Bassey. He, I mean, three games in a row. Three Every preseason game, he's had one of them things. It's hard to do. Right? He's had an interception. Yeah. And sometimes, and I think I talked about it last week, sometimes the ball just finds you. You know, you're right place, right time, a lot of the time. And, yep. you know, there he is. Oh, oh, the receiver in front of him slipped. Right. Cardinals that game. was the first game, right? Yeah. Yep. And then there he is. Yep. Right? You know, so. Um, and the second game was the ball bouncing up, and he point, was right there. Right place, right time. But right? the most recent interception was the most, like, impressive. Like, it that's was. you making a play, man. Right. He's playing zone. And what is he doing? Reading the quarterback's eyes. Ooh, Stetson Bennett. Ooh. Ooh. Bad, bad. Looked awful. Yeah. Um, like, go get like that a, GA job in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> no, you better just See get, the get some more NIL started. money. Yeah, yes. Right? Just, just <laughs> hey, back-to-back, you know, national champions. Uh, I'm sure you might be better off just yeah. going back there, hanging yeah. out. Open up a restaurant or something. Right. Yes. Sessons. Yes, there you go. Um, but, whoo, man. Looked bad, bad. Anyway, Bassey has done a really good job, and that was a really nice interception. And you're in zone, it's it's like third and long or whatever the case may be, and you're reading the quarterback size. Nice job of um, getting uh, that that interception there. I, I just don't I I don't know how you can cut this guy. I just don't know how you can cut him. I know he's kind of a fringe type of guy, but when he continues to do it, I don't think you can cut him. I, I think there's got to be a place for him, and especially with the injury here to Kwan Williams, I just I think that. Um, He's got to be a guy that makes this football team. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And, you know, once in a while, um, you know, James will do this. He'll say, hey, well, you know, what's more likely that uh, you move on from this guy and then he's starting for someone else, you know, and you're like, oh, we should have known or you, know, you never hear from him again. With Bassey, I think there's enough there. He's going into his fourth year. I think there's enough there. And it's not just the picks. He's made a handful collection of other plays, whether it was a tackle or breakup yeah. or whatever. Um, he's he started his career with the Broncos. Uh, he got cut. He ended up for like in a game or two with the Chargers, I remember. But then came back with the Broncos last year. Huh, so yeah. Broncos, Chargers, Broncos, and back with the Broncos in 2023. I just think we've seen enough now that if if the Broncos moved on and we saw him making plays for the Chargers, he'd be like, you know what, man, you, you should have known. You, you shouldn't have moved on from that guy. Yeah, exactly. And 
Uh, I want to see what he what it looks like in in real games. Will he will he be that same type of player? Hey, some guys just have a knack for the football, yeah. knack for making plays, and you know it doesn't always start. He wasn't a first round pick, and everyone's journey's a little bit different. But the guy could contribute, and and I. I, I I would hate to see it, you know, with another team and, and not with the Broncos, especially when you have a need there. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see if he can do it when it matters the most, you know, on Sundays. Here's a cut from Sean Payton after the football game on Saturday night, talking about how injuries will change coaching decisions. The the puzzle is when it's a player potentially that's three or four weeks, you got to protect him your first day, and then he goes to reserve injured, and you, you can have him back. Um, fortunately, the, the rules are a little bit more flexible and liberal relative to maneuvering your roster. But nonetheless, we've gone through, George and I, a handful of scouts, coaches, you know, a ton of different scenarios from a personnel standpoint. And we'll continue to do that. All right. You know what I saw Sean Payton doing for the first time this, this season? Smiling. Oh, yeah? Did you see him? Yeah, I, mean, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't notice. It was um, like four or five times they cut to him throughout that first half, and he was just enjoying himself as his team was able to put up some points probably for the first time. Like, Yeah, when you're, when you, you know, up 27 nothing yeah. at halftime. I was like, I haven't really seen Sean Payton smile at all. Look at that big old grin that his team is, is, is hanging points. Um, it's more fun when you're winning. Yeah, right. Yeah, no question. Especially first game at home. Yep. You know, you want to put on a, a good good performance. But I, I will say this for Sean Payton and what I liked. You know, I, I do. I, I like some of the designs of, of plays that you see out there. Obviously, guys are seem like they're executing it better than what we've seen. Uh, but there is a tempo to the offense, uh, getting the play in, getting to the line of scrimmage. And the guys are doing it. You know, it's one thing to preach it, but they've been doing it. Giving the quarterback time to read defenses and make any kind of adjustments um that, that need to be made. So that, that's been nice to see uh, this this preseason. Now we'll see what it looks like during the season. Uh, but certainly, like, when you look at the puzzle, the puzzle of constructing a roster, mm. right, the conversations are, okay, like, just like what Sean Payton said, you know, and you're, you're, you're looking at guys like, okay, do we think the guys that you might want to keep, and it's the question is, do we have room to keep these guys, these fringe guys, mm-hmm, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, we might be able to cut that guy and then bring him back because we have to keep a certain guy on the roster to start, the opening 53 roster, yep. and then we can put him on short-term IR. And if we if we cut this guy, someone's going to scoop him up. So we can't cut him, but we think we can cut this guy. And, you know, after I don't know what the timetable is, once we put this other guy on short-term IR, we have another roster spot. We can go get this guy back because we don't think anyone else is going to scoop him up. That's the game that you play, right? It really is a puzzle. It, it, it is. It is. And you might not keep the better guy right away, but that's the guy that you think, you know, has the um, less likelihood of someone else picking him up. Right. You know, it's just right. it's funny how that works. Interesting. Well, that's what's going to be taking place probably in real time right this second. Right now, over at uh, Centura Training Center, uh, Sean Payton and his staff, uh, George Payton probably somewhere, you know, not too far, constructing this 53-man roster. Who will the wide receivers be? Will Albert O make the football team? How about he sang Bassey? We will take a look at the 53-man roster projected coming up next.